0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Three Points with Carroll College Basketball. I'm joined right before Christmas by head coach Ryan Lundgren. Coach, how you doing?
1: Doing well. Just enjoying some time off. Sent the team home for the break. Um, came off some tough games down in Phoenix. Got to enjoy some, some sun and some good competition, so it was a good way to kind of wrap things up for the semester and give the guys a little physical and mental break and whatnot, so it's been good.
0: Yeah, and waking up this morning, I'm sure you didn't mind getting a few days of sun. Not not the warmest in Helena. But uh, first things first, obviously, we recapped the last couple games. Last time I talked to you, we were getting ready for that Segu game, which uh, we knew was going to be a really tough challenge. And your team really um, has been great at home all year, but uh, came out and uh, accepted the challenge and got the win. Uh, Kendall Moore, excellent in that game, 31 points. He was kind of on a different level. Some different guys stepped up throughout the game. But, yeah, I guess just what did you see from your guys there?
1: We knew Segu was going to be... A tough game, physical game. They're athletic, long. Uh, they don't quit. They play really hard, really physical. I think you saw that with how many fouls were called in that game. It was a little bit ugly, but seemed like there was a whistle every possession of that uh, second half, anyway. So, but yeah, like you alluded to, I mean, Kendall was terrific. He kind of took the team on his back, made some tough shots. Um, stretched our lead out there early in the second half a little bit and defended really well um, also. But, you know, they that was a great game for us because we hadn't really been pressed yet and been in that situation yet this year. And, and they threw a good press on us and uh, we didn't respond very well, but we found a way to stick our free throws down the stretch and, and win that one. So it was a good kind of confidence builder and a good game script for us to go through, you know, heading into conference play and whatnot.
0: For sure. And then after that, you went down and played three games uh, in Arizona, as you mentioned. Starting with the first two, you played Huntington and the Masters, two games that had identical score lines. Uh, you lost both of them, but obviously close games like you've played a lot of this year. I guess if you could group those two games together, I guess what'd you see from both of those?
1: Well, the Huntington game, uh, you know, it felt like we kind of had them on their heels most of the game. Um, I thought the turning point in that was. Uh, the officiating on Zane, you know, which has kind of been a theme because you don't see a lot of uh, seven footers that are as mobile as Zane is at this level. And I don't think a lot of officials know how to officiate him correctly. Um, So he got his fourth foul with 17 minutes left. Um, I think we were up 10 or we were up 10 shortly after he went back in at the seven minute mark and immediately picked up his fifth um and I thought his third and fourth fouls were just really really poor calls and and that changed the game because we were out rebounding him by I think 15 when he went out of the game and obviously you lose a seven footer in the middle and uh, they got a lot of second and third chance opportunities and which converted into points so uh, but Huntington was a really good team um yeah, and we had our chances to win that game, bottom line. So, you know, tough one, but but a good learning experience. And then you turn around and play the Masters, um, which, you know, again, uh, a, a three-point shooting team, undersized, kind of like Huntington, um, kind of a mismatch problem for us. Uh, they made a lot of threes down the stretch. Uh, but, you know, we were right there till about the five-minute mark, and then I think they stretched it out to about eight or ten, and then we were kind of clawing our way back. But, um, Both teams, you know, top 15 or top 16 preseason, and and they're both some of the best in the country, and and we went toe-to-toe with them. So I think our guys, even though, you know, it didn't necessarily show up in the win column, um, I felt like we took a lot of positives away from both of those games.
0: Yeah, and that kind of reminds me of what we've talked about a lot this year, is you're playing some really tough non-conference road games. Obviously, as you alluded, we're getting closer and closer to conference. And you also point out with Zane, obviously, just watching him grow has been super interesting for this team as a seven-footer. And it'll be really interesting to see how things go in conference play. But even in that Segu game, you could kind of tell there was a point around, I think the second quarter, where he just hit hit his stride kind of and started throwing down dunks and putbacks, and it was super fun to watch him. So that'll be exciting. And then finally, in Arizona, third game, uh, Mid-American Nazarene, looked like a really exciting game, but the Saints got a win um, to head back on the plane. So I guess just what was the feeling after that one?
1: You know, we... we we were able to watch them and get a live scout the night before they played Rocky and they beat Rocky by over 30 points. So, I mean, they looked like they were the best team in that tournament just from that game. Now, you know, it was their first game. It was Rocky's third game. So there's things you can point to, but they're talented. They're super physical. Um, there are a lot of seniors on that team. So for us to go in there after two tough losses, um, and respond the way that we did and not just get the win, but the way we got the win, you know, we, um, it was back and forth. I think there were 10 lead changes. Um, we defended and rebounded at a high level, a couple balls bounced their way late and they took a lead, but we, you know, Kendall again was terrific and and more so he got it done on the defensive end. I think he had six steals. He had a couple crucial ones late in that game, um, that, that converted us into five points. And, and then we took the lead and, and we just executed well down the stretch. And I think it's human nature when you lose a lot of close games to start questioning yourself, not only as a player, but as a coach. I mean, it's just, it's human nature. So for them to, to step back and come back that next day and compete the way they did and with the confidence they did against, again, another top 20 preseason team. Uh, I mean, that Mid-America, they're they're as good as any team we've played this year. So, I mean, you know, for us to win that game uh, was was huge. And it's just a big confidence boost, you know, for us going into the break and to feel good about the progress we're making. And and also for these guys to finally kind of have something tangible that they can point to um, because the progress has been there, but it hasn't necessarily always shown up in the win column. And so, for them to get that, I was, I was really happy for them to to steal that one before the break.
0: Yeah, and that's as you said, a team. Any team that beats Rocky, that's that's going to be a good win if you can beat them. Rocky, a team that beat Montana State, obviously, will be an exciting team for y'all to play in Frontier and a team that's really kind of garnered some attention around the NAI so far this year. And one player I wanted to ask about on your team was Guy Pedra, actually, who had 15 in that game against Huntington, but a guy who's been here much longer than you have, obviously. He's been a part of this Carroll team for a long time. He's been a part of some really good teams, um, and he's definitely a senior leader. But this year has kind of grown into a role of he'll, he'll always chip in some points, but some nights when you guys need him a little more, maybe he'll score in that double digits, but if not, he's a team leader. So I guess what was, what was your introduction to him like uh, coming in as a coach,
1: and I guess what has he provided for this team? I've really tried to challenge Guy. I think, I think in Guy's, uh you know, his mindset is I have to score to be successful. Um, I have to shoot the ball well to be successful, which, you know, he has the capability to do, and so there's some truth to that. But the reality is, you know, he's six six. he's athletic. And so I've challenged him a lot, uh, both privately and in front of the team, to – defend and rebound better because at his size he should be going and getting six or seven rebounds a night and be a better defender and so then those nights where you go one for four from three and it's not your night um, you can still impact winning by defending and rebounding and so I think a lot of it has to do with his confidence and, and not only just confidence but just shifting his mindset from scoring isn't necessarily the only way to impact the game, you know, and I think he's done that. Um, He he still needs to take another step and we're challenging him to do so, but uh, he's definitely – tried to get a little bit grittier on the defensive end and he's crashing the glass harder. And um, and then I think when he does that in turn, he he's more confident and he gets in a rhythm quicker and he makes more shots, you know, so it kind of works both ways. But um, yes, like you said, for him to be a guy who's been here four years, um, he's been through a couple different coaching staffs. He's been a part of some really winning teams here at Carroll and he knows the league. Uh, he's a huge X factor for us, you know, because he's one of the few guys who's been doing it uh, at this level uh, for quite a while. So um, we're, we're really excited for the second half with him. And I think he's just getting more confident as the days go by.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's always exciting to see as players get older in any program, whether it's a new coaching staff or an old one, like kind of what expectations are set out for them and how they can evolve as a player. So it'll be exciting to watch Geek continue to evolve um, as we get closer to frontier play. But that's going to bring us to our second step. Two more games. Our second point, two more games before Frontier Commons play. First things first, you'll be, in a week from today, you'll be hosting Lakeland College out of Canada. Uh, Pretty interesting. They're playing three games against Frontier schools in Montana. I guess what what do you expect from
1: them? You never quite know what to expect from some of those Canadian schools. Um, They're going to be scrappy. Um, They've had some good years in the past. You know, they're going to have good athletes. They're going to probably try to get up and defend us and turn us over and speed it up a little bit. But... um, Again, uh, you know, I had a mentor of mine early on tell me that the two most important things in coaching are recruiting and scheduling. And so, I, you know, when we talk about scheduling, when we play at home we're a different team you know and that's what we need to become better on the road but it's hard you know it's tough to you don't necessarily get the whistle you have fans against you teams are comfortable in their own gym and so that's one thing non-conference was able to do for us is really get us ready for some tough road games in the frontier and but we feel great when we get to come home play in front of our fans and um, it'll be the first game off the break so guys will be excited to get back and get ready to go and uh, Lakeland will be a, a good challenge for us and um, I know the guys will be excited to play at home, for sure.
0: Yeah, as you mentioned, uh, always fun to play at home. And as I said a little earlier, 3-0 at home this year for the Saints so far. And then finally, you're going to go on a New Year's Eve uh, down to uh, Las Vegas to take on UNLV, your second Division One game of the year, obviously exhibition games. Um, the first one you played against, uh, Utah Valley, was super exciting for your team. And they kind of had a balance back game in that one and really challenged a really good Utah Valley squad. So I guess what are you trying to get out of this
1: game against UNLV? Well, UNLV is, uh, you know, they're the all-airport team. I mean, they start 6'11", 6'9", 6'9". They're huge. Um, Athletic, a lot of them are bounce-backs from Power 5 schools. So, um, talent-wise, they're really good. Uh, You know, we Coach Hobbs and I were actually able to watch them play St. Mary's down in uh, Phoenix the night before our last game. So, we got a live scout on them, which was good, but – The bottom line is they're going to try to really speed us up defensively and pressure us and use their length which could give us problems but if we play at our pace and we're able to throw the ball inside and get great shots every possession um, then it just comes down to being able to to rebound with them you know which we've been able to rebound with every team we've played I mean you talked about Utah Valley we we out-rebounded them. So, um, you know, if we can do that, if we can keep it near even, um, we got a chance to, to give them a good fight, you know. But obviously the Mountain West is as good as that league's been in years right now, top to bottom, and UNLV's right there in the thick of the race. So uh, it's going to be a, a challenging game, uh, no question, but it's going to be a great experience for our guys to to play it, <clears throat> Thomas and Mac on New Year's Eve and play against a good UNLV team. So we're, we're really excited for that one.
0: Yeah, that'll be exciting, and you have to watch them play St. Mary's I went into overtime, right, that game?
1: Yeah, double overtime, yeah. It was an ugly game, a lot of missed shots, so.
0: And uh, UNLV also, um, they beat Creighton this year, it was ranked. Yep. So a, a good team, and then finally into the third point, uh, obviously fun, i got some Christmas questions for you, Coach. First things first, just softball, what do you want for Christmas?
1: What do I want for Christmas? Oh, man. Um... Honestly, you know, for me and being a coach and having a family, I think, you know, you spend so much time on the road and working during the season. Uh, The biggest thing I want is just spending time with my wife, my daughter, my parents are coming to town, my mother-in-law is here. So we're just going to relax and spend some good quality time hanging out and some downtime. You know, that's the biggest thing. At this point in life, there's nothing material you really want. You know, that's when you're younger and you want presents and all that stuff. But we're uh, just enjoying time together. So.
0: Well, that does remind me of another question, though. Um, what uh, What's one of your favorite presents you've ever gotten, probably from when you were younger? One of my favorite presents.
1: You know, I have a, a fond memory. My dad used to get me growing up um, two things. He used to always stuff my stocking with a bunch of tickets to different games, so he'd get you know Utah Jazz tickets or Seattle Mariners tickets, uh, Boise State football tickets, and he'd have like six pairs of tickets in my stocking, so I'd get to pull out and see what games we were going to, and and then he'd always get me like two or three jerseys, whether it be basketball or football. So as a kid, that was those were kind of my exciting present moments, you know.
0: Cost oh, electric. I still wouldn't mind. I still wouldn't mind getting yeah. some tickets in the stocking. And then, um, if someone on the team had to be like, you know, not like a mall Santa definitively, but had to be like a Santa, for maybe they had to dress up as Santa. Who on who? Which player on your team would you want to dress up as Santa?
1: Yeah, honestly, I would say Zane Foster. Just his goofy personality, he'd be great. He has to get a beer belly first because he's as skinny as a stick right now. But uh, just his aura would be. Uh, He'd be a really good Santa Claus. There's no doubt, and he's a giving kid, so I think he'd give some pretty good presents.
0: Yeah, a bit of out outer worldly aura too. You're yeah. kind of like, wow, uh, he really is magical. Um, when you watch him play for sure. And then finally, are your big Christmas like decorations guy? You hang up all the lights around your house. Compete with the neighborhood at all?
1: No, 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 not at all. My wife was actually we were watching um, what was the movie with Chevy Chase? Uh, uh Lampoons is that one? National Lampoons. Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation. Yeah. And he was hanging up lights, and then she was giving me crap because I didn't hang up lights this year, and I never do. And so I said, okay, next year I'll hire somebody to do it. Okay, yeah, (laughs) so
0: maybe maybe that'll be a future plan.
1: Yeah, but we we do decorate the inside of the house really nice. So, Um, But, yeah, you know, maybe next year as I mature a little bit more, we'll hang some lights up on the outside of the house. We'll
0: see. Yeah, you got to take that neighborhood crown. (laughs) Um, Well, that's all I have for you today, Coach Lundgren. Thanks for joining me, and happy holidays.
1: Okay, appreciate it, Jack. Thanks, man.